What's up, Super Tramp fans? Welcome to the Classic Quest Podcast. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and joining me over there somewhere, I think he's down from me, is, it's what's Chris your name? Crumb. Awesome. What Thanks, up? Chris Crow. What up? Um, Super Tramp fans, I know that we're going to be here. We're going to be doing our little album review for Breakfast in America, and you may be wondering, because we go through this sometimes, why is this happening? Well, I'll tell you why this is happening, Super Tramp fans. Welcome to the Classic Quest, the show where we go through tracks mostly of the hip-hop variety. Not exclusively, though. You know, we go through the albums track by track, and we give our thoughts and opinions on every song. And if you do mess with what we do, subscribe, like, comment, share, all the stuff. You'll clip it, make fun of us. Go for Make reaction videos about our reactions, and then you'll bring it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. All that to say, Lindell paid us to do this through patreon.com slash behind that suit. So if you want to see us talk about albums, you can go ahead and do that too. Patreon.com slash behind that suit. And if you're a local person wanting your album review, you should do it now before the price goes up. Um, with that being said, this is the whole point of the show. We talk about music. You know, you can check the channel to see all the stuff we talked about. And today, Super Tramps, Breakfast in America. Um, we do feel it's fair to contextualize our familiarity with the artists that we talk about because we know that you, Super Tramp fan, you're not watching a video this long unless you like this album. So we know that coming into this. So Chris, tell us about your Super Tramp stuff before going into this project, what you knew about it, etc. So it's really whack because like, I didn't know the name and I didn't, I, I didn't know the name. But then I listen to the album and I'm like, I've, I've heard multiple of these songs. I've Facts. Heard, so like, many just of the them. Songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like within movies, shows, references, like little memes and shit like that. Gym like, class heard... heroes. Let's be honest. I'm like, yes, oh, this is the yeah. album with the gym class yeah, heroes yeah. song. Which, which is actually fucking funny. Um, you were like, yeah, we're reviewing, you know, Super Trap. And I was like, okay, this album, Breakfast in America. So I search it on Spotify, click it, click the song itself. And that happens to be the first song with that intro to like essentially my first experience mm, to that. I and have, it's just like the biggest reference that slapped me in the face. So honestly, I just have vivid memories of my dad loving the Gym Class Hero song because he likes Super Tramp like that. <laughs> and that like that's all I knew about Super Tramp going into this Fair. album was not the name of the song. I couldn't have told you what that song was called. I'm aware mm. of what the song's called now. It's apparently on this album. But I'm like, you know, I, I like that one, Gym Class Heroes joint. And then I'm pretty sure I've listened to the original like once or twice. And I was like, eh. Because back in the day, my musical palette wasn't exactly where it is today. Um, mm. But yeah, man, I just figured Super Tramp was like my dad's music. You know, like apparently my mom really likes this album. She got really excited when I posted we were doing this. I'm like, wow. My mom does not get excited about the album reviews we do, but she was all down for the logical song. And I'm like, say a word. This really is my parents' music, which probably explains, like you, I, when I listen to the project, I'm like, oh, I know this song. Oh, I know this song. I mean, it just kept happening. I don't really remember maybe listening to these in like my house house, but like this is definitely like <laughs> songs that I, I've heard um, and we'll go through the songs, obviously, but like um, certain choruses, certain like things or shit that I've heard from like movies and stuff growing up too. Like it just how people use these songs to like give you the atmosphere and shit like that. So it's like, it was cool Bro. to be like, oh shit, 
I know this, but at the same time, I don't know this. I never really like know this. Um, like I've never dived into this project or like gone to see this band or listen to their shit. I mean, this album dropped in '79, as I understand it. This yeah. is this is definitely a little bit before my time. Like I was, I was not a conception point in my parents' brains yet. You know, they were still busy listening to Supertramp. Um, I mean, they still do apparently. So you know, it's pretty timeless music to a whole last generation of people, and that makes me more curious about it. And I mean, spoilers, I kind of like it. So all y'all watching, wondering if I'm gonna be a hater. I might be ignorant, but not a hater about it. What do you think about this cover and the title of the album, Breakfast in America? I thought it was interesting. Um, from the cover itself, I got, like, they're clearly... I felt like they were touring. Um, they're going to the States. I feel like, for some reason, and I, sh I should have looked this up, but I'm going to feel like a fucking idiot. Are you going to be an but idiot? But they're, from, they're from the UK. They are from the UK. I, I I was so sure, but I just don't want to look stupid on certain shit. Um, so but I should have looked it up. I should have looked it up. No, I admit that. Anyway, okay, okay move um, on. <laughs> but um, no, um, I th I felt like they were like going on tour, traveling, going to the states, and it was going to be like a project about their just adventures, um, while being the band and touring. Like that's kind of what I got from that. Breakfast in America. I thought it was a cool little. Um, title thought it was just like <clears throat> something that we can all relate to breakfast but I guess like a different place if you've never been so that was like cool too I like the coloring I like the everything about it dope mm. I thought it was gonna be satire like them cheeky UK folk coming at Americans when I heard the title especially with that cover right because it kind of looks like a plastic America Fun fact, that old lady lived to, that lady on the cover lived till at least 97 years old. She may have lived longer. I don't know when that article I found that said she was 97 came out, but that's cool that that lady had a very long life after being the model on this album cover. Um, but looking into the project briefly, as in like I read a couple of things here and there, uh, apparently any satirical intent was misconstrued and it isn't satire in fact they are adamant it's not that doesn't mean it's not it just means they're adamant it's not but you know artists be artists but what i thought was super interesting was one of the writer dudes um was describing um how during the creation process the original vision of the album was perceived as too bleak and dark and arguably they reformatted a lot of the music to be more fun so it would sell better. And I'm just sitting there going, huh, 1979, they have the same-ass conversation we having today. Ain't shit changed. And then the album's brilliant, right? Like, But the mm. idea that they had to sit there and consider how to make it a palatable, sellable album that deviated away from the original vision is just a fascinating tidbit. So I was like, that's real cool. Anyway, I don't have a lot more to say about it. Um they can get into the project. I do like the aesthetic of the cover. I feel like it's, oh, shit. It's like looking out an airplane window, too, like at this perception of America. Yeah, how could anybody not think this isn't satire? Like, this just looks like satire. Everything about this looks like a satirical take on America. Anyway, <clears throat> let's get into it. Let's talk about the very first song on the project, Gone Hollywood. All right, Chris, talk to us. 
Tell us about your feelings when you went Hollywood with Supertramp. This one's fire. Um, I think it's a really good intro. I think it does bring you into the atmosphere of like traveling and and like this this aspect of going to a new place. Um, I like how from the song I get this, this aspect of like hyping up Hollywood and having these big dreams about it and then going like with with your chasing your dream of like becoming famous or and making music and and all this stuff um coming to hollywood and realizing that it's not actually what you think it is as you're on this journey um like in verse one it's just heartbreaking i should have known it would have let me down it's just mid-aching i used to dream about this town i get like he's kind of coming to realization that like it's not really the life he always thought it was that it's 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 completely different um same thing about in like verse two but what i liked was i used to think it that it would feel so good but who's to blame about it so many creeps in hollywood and i'm like okay you're starting to see that hollywood isn't so glamorous and isn't so like lights and bells as you always think uh (laughs) i'm in this dumb motel near the taco bell i thought that was that was funny but like still kind of really relatable i guess like it's just so normal like you're not in this rich lavish place you're not in like this five star that i can't achieve it's like you're in some corner motel next to the taco bell bro it's um, like this is where the fuck we is in our career <laughs> like it's so like yeah that's i'm like bro the at. hotels we staying at is not that nice it's the uh, what we can afford version <laughs> anyway um but i like how in the chorus uh, I like how in the chorus it's like ain't nothing new in my life today ain't nothing true it's all gone away and I like how he's kind of just being like wow I made it this far I made it to a place that I've been dreaming to make it and I'm still feeling the same I'm still like God, what the fuck is going on I don't mean to cut you off but like bro when that lyric hit I'm like that is just a more concise way of describing 60% of my music in two lines I'm like fuck that's real concise. Like that line and the way he sings it. Oh my God, it slaps. Anyway. I mean, even, well, just with that, the alternative verse, right? Like it kind of gives off this aspect of like what he's been through before, like what he's been through and kind of going through on his journey, right? Like I've been too much crying, grief. I'm sick of doing this. I'm uh, beyond belief. I don't want to like, I'm trying to make it and it's just not working. And I feel like that kind of still brings back that like, this life that everyone thinks exists isn't really what exists. Now, what's cool is when you go through the song and there's like really great uh, instrumentals, and I love the fact that it's live instruments and just it's it's just sounds different, I mean, it's it's way better. It's great, it's great. <laughs> um, but I like how in the third verse, it's like he's achieved the success. Yeah, but it's still heartbreaking, right? Like I'm, uh, it was heartbreaking. Now I ride in this big fine car. It was mind aching. I'm, I'm the talk of the boulevard. So keep your chin up, boy. Forget the pain. I know you'll make it if you try again. What's, I'm just gonna finish it. What's the use in quitting when the world is waiting for you? And you're just like, shit. Like I got this sense of once you finally succeed and you achieve what it is you've been working so hard for, it's like, mm. you're still kind of like, oh well, I'm still empty inside a little bit. But, I took it like a little different, right? Because he's like, I'm the talk of the boulevard, so keep your chin up, boy. Forget the pain. Like, it almost sounds like now he's kind of famous, and this third verse is more dedicated to like some younger version of him that's like in the, in the grind right now. And he's being like, yo, it is trash. Don't get me wrong, 
but check the Lamborghini, my G. Check yeah. the Tesla. <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying there. Um, I don't actually I know great. if he was thinking check the Tesla back then. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think it was great. Uh, I really do like. It was a really good intro to the to the project. Really strong and just, I, I, this. It was so cool to to realize the difference between like digital production and like just the band and the live instruments. Like there is this sort of energy and just sound that is is just so great to me. Um, so I, I really did like it. I gave it like a four point two or something. There. I think by digital production, what you mean is people making beats versus instruments. Yeah. Yeah. I like Gone no, Hollywood. No, like eight to beat rates. Like no hate on beat makers. It's just not nah, beat. I like all the makes sense. It's like electronic dance music is lit, and then mm-hmm. live music is lit, and then all these different things are lit. They're all just different, you know. But mm-hmm. I was listening to this project. I'm gonna get this out of the way. I totally get after hearing a bunch of the super tramp tracks so it wasn't just like this one why a lot of people may look at some of the music we make and be like that's not musical because motherfuckers was i guess musical when they made this shit like i don't know how to fully describe it because all of that's just some ignorant ass talk to me but like it kind of added this perspective of the level of layering and precision and specific details in this progressive nature of the songs it evolves right so like it starts off like in like a, we'll call it the dream phase of the song and him getting into this like hollywood and almost and if you think about it like you're coming from there you get all these perceptions of what it's going to be like when you get there and then you're just heartbroken about a whole situation and the way he's singing it too like it's almost like a, a bit of an aggressive tone with it like his defenses and shit are up and it's not like the happiest feeling and it just kind of rides through it but what really caught me was the way that the music just kind of plays out for a hot minute like it's a couple of minutes it's just instrumental and it almost creates this like tension where you can picture the montage of man's on the grind doing his shit just followed by the ain't nothing new right like it just kind of like blasts into that and you're like man you just feel how the music kind of plays this heavy component in the storytelling of the song and like bro don't ask me to tell you about the fucking guitar techniques and shit but the way they layered all that shit together is so beautiful in terms of capturing the emotional tone of this song but also making it feel cinematic in the way that it, it explodes and like yo it's not really the kind of genre i would throw on like High key, I don't know how much I would throw this on. This, there's other joints where I really do like them better, but I can't help but stop and wonder how amazingly well composed this song is. And while I am in the, listening to it, how much it takes me into this headspace where I can just relate and empathize with the overall feeling of disappointment with your stereotypical perception of the society that you're trying to integrate in like let's be real everybody want to be in the music scene until you get into the music scene and find out how you know how creepy everybody kind of moves and behaves when everyone's a little cutthroat and a lot of things are really about a dollar and nobody really care about the art above a certain tier you know like a lot of things is different and then you realize like the monotony of things in your life on the grind as you pursue things and it's like i felt myself really just empathizing with it but then Apparently, it just ends on this note where time passes again. You know, there's more music and shit. It just changes the energy of the song. And then all of a sudden, you're winning. And you're, like, thinking back on, like, it's all worth it. Apparently, the original version of the lyrics was mad bleak. And they were like, nah, let's let's give it a happy ending. And it was, like, peer pressured into a happy ending in that, the original version, you know. 
I didn't, I didn't hear that, but you know, like I said, I read a couple of things and that's what I got. That's what I'm saying. Apparently, I don't even remember where I read it. It was on the internet in interviews with people related to this project. I digress. This shit's brilliantly composed. Honestly, it's like a 4.75. I don't even, it doesn't even matter if I think it's like a song I would bump a lot. It's like, it's impossible for me to jump onto this shit, hear this song and be like, nah, this is anything other than an impeccably well put together composition, actually invoking some satirical criticisms of, like, it almost feels like, like a cheap movie plot version of the American dream boiled down into an actor or whoever achieving success. And it and it feels like if you didn't live in America, this is the bullet point version of what it looks like based on Hollywood. So I fucking love that angle of it. And if it wasn't actually satire, it just fucking comes off like a brilliant satire. And I really like it because... It's just so it's just such a superficial perspective of it all while still touching into the real depth of everything. So I feel like they weren't trying, but they made it just perfect because of that. So it's brilliant. It made me really excited to hear the rest of the album. I'm not even going to lie. So I guess we can uh, move on to the next one, which is the logical song, which apparently has some music videos. You all started. Chris, talk to us about the logical song. I I really enjoyed this, dude. This like up tempo beat and this like little bop it has is so fun, and I was just like jiving the whole time. Um, but what I like about it is how the, it's like reminiscing on growing up in the world and being so like innocent as a young one, and then realizing that the world isn't so like unicorns and cotton candy as everyone may think it may be and then like it's really cool um like when i was young it seemed that life was so wonderful a miracle oh it was beautiful magical and then you get this like yeah we're in this beautiful amazing place um but then i like i just gotta add to it it's it's, you gotta gotta add to it it's not just what he's saying man you gotta give credit to like how he's saying it right because like there's like this degree of almost like exasperation or something in his voice like when i was mm-hmm. young it seems it was like so wonderful a miracle like the way it's like downgrading on notes and shit it doesn't have like this super positive spin on the energy right it's got mm-hmm. something more like making fun of these ideas of what he was told and like it just it's just ah it's really well fucking done well it's all like even near the end uh near the end of the first verse he goes and yeah, then thanks they for the me. follow olivia Shout out, shout out. Uh, and then they showed me a world where I could be so dependable. Oh, clinical. Oh, intellectual, uh, intellectual, cynical. And you're like, it, I like how he kind of does that that contrast between what we thought was and then like what it what they're showing us as you get older. Um, and it's just, it's really cool. Like, I, I don't want to really kind of go through all of the lines. Um, verse two, like I said, watch what you say or they'll be calling you a radical, a liberal or a fanatical a criminal. And it's just like, I thought of that, the line of being like radical. And I was like, yeah, I think that kind of relates a little bit to where we live now, where like, we're all kind of watching what we say. So we're not super offensive and we're not like saying super crazy things. But I think that also limits us with like ideas and conversational points. I feel like anybody that want to talk about cancel culture in the modern context and act like it's a fresh and new idea should just literally listen to this song and be like, oh, that sounds mad familiar. That sounds oh, like YouTubers and shit talking about this stuff. Like, I'm not 
saying it's exactly the same thing. I'll talk more on it maybe yeah. a little later. But I just had to throw that in. I'm like, sometimes it's wild what you find when you actually just dig into the past and see what your parents were like. Because this is what our parents were like, at least in our case, and maybe your grandparents, Dude. depending on your age and when you watch this. <laughs> Like even things like oh won't you sign up your name we'd we'd like to feel you're acceptable respectable oh presentable a vegetable and just the way he was like oh take 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 it yeah it's like just the way like we're force marketing down our throats and like signing up for like shit and like subscriptions and stuff like just the way like we live in society I really felt this song was a commentary on life and it still is represented in today see like, what I'm saying they're like no it's not a satire on my get the like, fuck bro, out of like, here super champ 1979 is like representative of 2023 shit doesn't really change it's just new coding and shiny shit like anyway the instrumental bridge is dope it kind of gives you this like break from the song and i feel like it adds this layer of like thinking and kind of like really soaking up what he was saying um i like how in the chorus he's like questioning how at like who am i who am i trying to find like his purpose and he's it, like that's so relatable as well like i feel maybe because i'm an artist i'm trying to figure out my place in this world or whatever but just even as a person like as just somebody in this world existing it's like i feel a lot of people uh or at least i like to believe a lot of people struggle with figuring out where they belong in this world who they are what's their purpose and i feel like that's what i related so much to this uh when he was saying that like just questioning who am i and looking for this reason and this like thing to continue so i did really enjoy that um and then I like the outro. He's just like, because I was feeling so illogical, d -d 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 digital. And I'm like, but what's different about today versus 1979? <laughs> Yo, bro, like, I'm just staring at my phone, like, bro, what is happening? So, um, <clears throat> no, this is really great. Like, this is, this is like a 4.7 on five. Um, it's, it's a vibe. It's everything. Um, yeah, like, it's great. It's, 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 it's great. So, like, I definitely went into this album like, fucking Lindell wants us to review fucking Super Tramp. The fuck am I going to say about Super Tramp? Oh, my gosh. Them 70s people are usually not nice to us. Um, and then this song came on, and I'm like, oh, I know this song. Like, it was like, oh, see, word, this is Super Tramp. And I was like, okay, I see it, I see. And then I really listened to it, and I'm like, damn, this is, like, a perfect fucking song. Like, it's so well composed, and... Like, it, it's crazy to me because, like, I'm 35, right? So I'm definitely at that age where you're, like, old enough to know that everybody lied to you and shit. Apparently, I grew up to this song. I'm not going to dispute that. My moms would know better than I would what I was listening to when I was a little kid. Shout out Mumsy in the chat. But, like, when you bump this shit, it really is just, like, one of those generational coming-of-age moments where, like, you think back to your youth and everything was such a great shit. Like, I'm literally writing a song that is effectively, conceptually, this song about millennial angst related to the bullshit we were force-fed. And now I'm, like, reading this, and I'm like, wow. It's the same motherfucking song, honestly. Because I feel like... The little Gen Z ones are going to grow up and have the same moments. If anything, like, I feel like this could have been written by somebody on TikTok today gone viral in terms of the actual content because, like, 
it's so universal and i think that's incredibly interesting like you we all are kids and we like you know grow up with nature our various surroundings and whatever is localized to when we're little and we start to learn how to behave in a proper society and shit and then you grow up and you have this like sense of the Yo, everything ain't proper because, you know, like you perceive a bunch of shit in the world. You go about your day. You probably see homeless people. You probably see trash if you're in a major metropolis like I am. Like, yo, Montreal's kind of dirty. Let's be real. Um, see all kinds of stuff where it's like this, this isn't really like the people doing their part like you see. And then you grow up believing you're supposed to be this unique individual. And effectively, you hit the middle class because... Let's be real, most people just hit the middle class on a statistic level and find out that all you're supposed to do is conform to a greater system. Back in the day, you couldn't have hair like this. So guess what? Now that they're all 50 and in charge, they're mad I have hair like this. It's the stupidest shit ever. They literally made rock songs about not having like to, like having to cut their hair. So they all had to cut their hair to get paid. And they're mad that I didn't have to cut my hair to get paid. It's some weird shit that you see happening. Y'all might think that's some fake shit. But go ask a bunch of 55-year-olds how they feel about long hair. And watch them have a pain look on their face as they remember the times they couldn't have it and shit. It's some weird shit. But if you try to like step against the grain, you're like punished on some dollar shit like you can call it cancel culture whatever you want to call it but like this is not new like you're supposed to go to work behave according to the culture be whatever and if you really want to run it back if you really want to talk that histories google what happened in america when there was i think it was the 30s or 40s maybe it's a little later but they basically just accused a bunch of artists and influential people of being communist and put a bunch of motherfuckers in jail and shit so it's like it's not even historically unprecedented. Canada did shit like that too. Don't even play like we're innocent. That's how governments be. They create these philosophies. They vilify people. And it's really like most recently anti-vaxxers were in theory a group of people who maybe I don't agree with. But were at a systemic level treated in the exact same way as being described in this song. I don't agree with them. I think they don't know fuck all about math. Thus their opinions on math based topics are kind of pointless. But they were radicalized and made to feel fanatical and shit. Anyway, I felt like it's super cool. And then just the existential kind of questioning who I am and trying to figure everything out in the bigger picture. Like, I don't know, man. This song just hits on a whole bunch of stuff. And then there's all the musical elements where it's just really catchy, full of hooks, really a cool song. There's cowbell in it. Definitely cowbell, which is like, like I want to pretend like I wasn't like <laughs> cowbell. That's a stereotype. But I guess at a point, like that must have been the shit or whatever. So if anyone want to run me through on that, how they feel about cowbell in the comments, like from that era, I think your opinion would be way more important than mine. Because to me, like by the time I like was of age and shit, cowbell was a bit of a joke in music. I digress. This sounds a super interesting banger. Like it just got me thinking about a bunch of shit and just thinking about like how the passage of time it's like generationally we just all kind of struggle with the same shit it makes me wonder if like people in the 1700s wasn't banging out shit like this you know anyway um, i wanted to say something really quickly because i was scrolling through some of the lyrics and chorus one uh there are times when all the world's asleep the questions run too deep for much a simple man won't you please please tell me uh what we've learned and what I liked was about like how he addresses the 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 staying up late and like having these like personal questions and like deep thoughts and stuff. And I really uh, attached to that because 
um, for me, it's like, I kind of enjoy having conversations with people in that time of the night period. And I saw this somewhere mm. like on the internet, whether Facebook, Tumblr, or whatever fucking social media. And it was like the 3 a.m. conversations you have with people are so honest because like, we're just in this weird, like vulnerable state, I, I believe. Um, and I like how I, I like that, how he said that it kind of made me think of that. And I think, and I liked how that connected. Um, mm. And I think there is an impact to like, having certain thoughts at these time of these time and nights that people don't really talk about and the way that he like expressed it does i think for me personally makes me feel like okay i'm not super crazy and i just wanted to kind of say that for other people who may have like caught on to that and also that digital point because like lindell brought up there in the Mm -hmm. 60s anything was sorry uh, i think what he was uh, saying coming out of especially the 60s in the late 70s everything was more digital i would argue that in my motherfucking lifetime I have watched mm-hmm. the shit go from dial up to I'm live streaming. Like it's more digital now than it ever done been. I can oh, only empathize with what people who grew up like. <clears throat> like I mean, don't get me wrong. I was on YouTube at 18, so like, but yo, I can only imagine how it would be like when you're older and shit. But this this feeling here, man, like yo, it's nothing like when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was offline video gaming. <laughs> It was really like that, you know? Anyway, uh, this shit's like a five. I mean, the more I listened to this song, the more I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I had a I want to go back to logical song moment on the album, because, I, and I did. I couldn't even keep progressing because I had to run it back one time. So if that's not a five, I don't know what else is a five. But no, generally, I don't see any flaw in this song. And I think it really is one of those rare songs that just taps into a universality that like is fucking crazy and really is gonna i'm gonna bring this shit up so much when i'm arguing with people about shit on topics like this in the future anyway goodbye stranger i dead ass like this song whoops i dead ass like fuck off hold on i dead ass like this song a lot more today than i did yesterday say what you will go chris tell us about goodbye stranger um it's one of those songs that like grows on you um you kind of i feel like for myself i have to listen to it multiple times before i can really like i guess appreciate it or get into it because off the first couple of listens i was kind of just like i just wasn't really feeling it like i really enjoy the whistling i enjoy the instruments i enjoy the vibe i enjoy the up tempo the, the like the chaotic nature within the song that plays on this like from what I understand throughout the song is like, uh, and like he's kind of talking about experiences with women and how he's like dealing with like sleeping with them and then like leaving in the morning and, and trying to like figure out what he wants to do. And I do think there's this little play on maybe smoking weed because it's like Mary and Jane and maybe I'm like reaching, but I do think- Nah, I don't know if you're reaching, there. bro. As much as, okay, like a lot of these kinds of songs, like, mm. yo, it it's, it's just an addiction to some wildlife shit, right? If he's banging a bunch of broads and leaving in the morning, or he's sneaking off to get high, I feel like the lyrics can apply to both scenarios, and that's what makes this kind of shit nicely written. But I mean, like, goodbye, Mary, <laughs> goodbye, Jay. I'm like... I mean, so like in the chorus, right? It goes, uh, try to see your point of view. Hope your dreams will all come true. Goodbye, Mary. Goodbye, Jane. We will we ever meet again? Now, and I like how with that line specifically, it's like, okay, you could be talking to these different women and wanting to like see them again. But also, when's the next time I go get high? It's kind of how I'm taking that. You know, like, like when am I going to 
indulge in this like thing or like um, just that like lifestyle that like situational thing like mm. goodbye stranger yeah it could be a person but how many people written love songs to drugs especially in this like, era of people being like people in the 70s just did drugs different. <laughs> like, they can judge us um, all they want but they did drugs I'm, different I mean, you can You'll also get your argue, pops like, to like tell you about them 70s days of acid and shit i mean my, my pops was cool and like kind of straight edge he didn't really he oh, knew man. people but like he wasn't really into that life every now so. and again my dad will get in his i'm busting out the stories phase i'm like bro you did some shit you want to talk about some drinking we can have some drinking stories but like acid and other drugs nah my dad was like i'm cool i'm gonna go i'm gonna go choose some hoops and drink my dad's like, uh, back in the 70s yeah. hash was the shit everybody had hash nobody was smoking weed like that it was all about hash and i'm like eh, okay but like you could also say even with like sweet devotion goodbye mary it's not for me goodbye jane the way that the way the way the way that he's like even having the ad libs play on to how he's uh saying that sentence it's like it feels like he is kind of talking to maybe like weed and he's like i gotta say no i gotta let go and maybe not weed, not but again that me. lifestyle but yeah, right? it's just so, that it's not for me, right? Like, how many people mm-hmm. you done seen smoked a bunch of weed for a hot minute, then realize they don't like how it feels, they get a bit too anxious, they don't mm-hmm. perform in optimal capacities, and they'll literally just say shit like it's not for me, you know? Absolutely, and I do think that it's it's a really interesting song in the way that he just you can kind of parallel it on both line on both sides, but overall i just i felt there was this weird like something blocking me with this song like i kept getting distracted and then pulled back in and then getting distracted and then pulled back in it, it there was something that that lacked at least my personal focus to like really be like oh everything is super cool uh so i did land this at like a 3.9 for me just because like yeah but i like this song um and it's all on five, by the way. It's like 3.9 on five. Just sure, clear for everybody. Yeah, fair. I mean, I don't think anybody's hearing me call a brilliant song a 4.75 or whatever and being like, oh, that's on 10. <laughs> I might be wrong. You could let us know in the comments about my assumptive behavior. I don't want to make an ass of you and me and all that shit. But I do kind of like the way that this kind of feels like a lifestyle song where. He has whatever habits or behaviors he has. Because, like, let's be real. Everybody got vices. Some people be, like, mad into ice cream. And some people be mad into other shit. And, like, everybody got the things they do that, like... I know I used ice cream, but sugar's drugs, motherfuckers. So let's just be real about that shit. But, like, everybody has their habits. And maybe in his case, he's promiscuous. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's whatever it is. But he's just kind of describing this is who I am. And this is the way I've been living. And then... It almost just feels like the anchor of life isn't appealing to him and he's just going to be who he is. And maybe it's even just like saying goodbye to other people's vices and habits and ways of being and like, nah, I have the way I live that I'm comfortable with and I'm good with that. Because like it really does end on this like fucking positive note and shit. Like, you know, say the devil's my savior, but I don't pay no heed. So fuck what you think. I'm going to be me. And I'll go on shining, shining like brand new. Bitch, I'm on my glow up. That's what he's saying. I'll never look behind me. My troubles will be few. I'm on my glow up and I'm winning. Like, what? That's a hard way to end this song. So, like, I really appreciate, like, that it almost feels like 
a fuck you to the conformist way that other people be and maybe it really is like peer pressure of drugs so it's like an anti-drug song like he's trying to like you know like i don't fully know the angle on that that element of it but it does feel like a desire to live in the way i want and like yo listen if you ain't gonna be cool or like if that doesn't fit into it whatever goodbye stranger it's been nice but i gotta say the way he sings that shit is so hooky like it is such a earworm like goodbye stranger it's been nice and you just that's stuck in your head all day the whole way like they're so good at hooks like man motherfuckers gotta study hook game more from these rock dudes they really know what they're doing over here um i don't feel like we need to like really play on the poetry that much it's i i don't feel like i'm compelled to speak on it more than the general overall topic of it what i love is the way the song builds up and explodes and has different energy and i feel like again through the music it sort of adds to the story and and brings this whole element where we'd be remiss to not talk about how like the song kind of evolves and ends on such a chaotic more intense front where like you just feel like turning up harder and harder by the end of the track i'm like i like that a lot i think the drummer really excels i think everything about this is cohesive put together in such a smooth transitional way where it's like it makes me kind of wish we did more shit like what Travis Scott did with Astro World or not Astro uh, the song he did with Drake. Whatever the fucking one he did with Drake's called. Is it Astro World? I don't know. I think it's the album. Well Astro Astro World's the album. Um yeah. Sicko Sicko Mode. Mode. Like that shit was brilliant. Like it was like, man, we need to do a lot more of that in hip hop where like we really evolve vibes and shit. Like I guess Kendrick be doing shit like that. And you'll notice people fucking love it when people really do shit like it and you feel that element in it. I guess maybe having a band gives you maybe more freedom. I don't know. But I, guess, I think there's like I think that depends on um, the atmosphere, right? Like, if you make music for a certain type of place, then you're just going to make a certain type of music. A lot of, like, like sicko mode's fire, but I don't know. Like, sicko mode for, like, clubs and shit would have to be remixed because there's what just too saying, much, What are you saying, bro? Like, they play sicko mode in the clubs, all, like, every time I go yeah, out and I hear like sicko mode. DJ re- Bro, I hear pretty re- much the whole fucking song all the way up until the last yeah. part for... Down to the Drake transition. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'll be hearing at least 75% of Sickle Mode. They be cutting songs like a verse in sometimes. Sickle Mode gets play play in Montreal at the places I go to. I mean, I I mean, I I mean, I actually know. Anyway, um, all I have to say, it sounds pretty brilliant. I don't know what else to to comment on it. Uh, 4.75, I like it a lot, but it's not like logical song good, so it has to be a little bit less than that. And we can move on to a song that definitely caught me off guard the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, say a word. It's Breakfast in America. song's great. Yo, what really bothers me is the track we listened to right before this. There's a part of the song that is absolutely something that I heard ripped off by somebody else or like whatever. And I forgot all about it. And I don't want to go back in time. But it's just crazy when you can have those moments on albums where you're like, no, hold on. Somebody heard this shit and basically did it again in a, in a future era. Whether it was deliberate or I'm not really believing that people should get sued over shit like that. Like, it's just inspiration and it's how it be. But it's really cool when you can like, hear the things that inspire other things in music it's one of my favorite parts about going back in time but that's not related to this song but we all heard gym class heroes did that one joint right like i was like oh this is the gym class heroes song oh see i was gonna like 
like when I was thinking about like how I was gonna intro it, I was gonna like I didn't know it was on this album, so I was like, that was the only song I ever heard. And then I was like, oh, say what? I don't think I should do that. It's on this album. It's it's right here, right now. Right, Chris. Tell about tell us about this one. What you think about Breakfast in America? <clears throat> I like I like this one. I like how. <laughs> It's just so funny how he's like showing off his girlfriend and there's this appreciation of the love he has for her. But I just like how he's like, take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I got. Not much of a girlfriend. I never seem to get a lot. And I just died. I died because I'm like, he's not been there, out. man. I've been there, none. man. And then he's uh, <laughs> looking you... across the water to seeing them California girls, and he's just wanting his, <laughs> like, his, like, his one I've that's right there. there. He's not getting none. You know, just, just suck it one time, please. That's all but I was like... trying to say. <laughs> that's but what he's trying to say. <laughs> but there's this, but it's, it's, I get it because I think there's also this conversation underlining it where it's like, the character he may be playing, or maybe it is actually like for himself or like the singer himself. It's like, there are people who, and, and I've been there where it's like, you kind of settle for what you can handle. And like, you may you know, want I, more. You just may add want... that like extra layer of, he's a UK man's fantasizing on American stereotypes, like California girls, they undeniable Daisy. Yeah, 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 there's that, there's that too. Um, I mean, I like it, I like it. I think a little bit is I, I'm, I like it because of the nostalgia from the gym class heroes. And then I was super like, oh my God, like this is where they got it from. And, and that kind of plays a role in too. And, and I think there's just this like bias feel to it because I know like the hook and, and everything. Um, but like it's it's just really dope i don't really have much to say about the overall lyrics it's really just a song about how he's appreciating this woman like his girlfriend and then i like how in the third verse it's like don't look at my girlfriend she is the only one i got and and having this like sense of insecurity where like i think while he's pondering about the other women and fantasizing about them he's starting to become insecure in the third verse because he's like oh fuck like i may fuck up and lose the person that I guess genuinely loves me or like wants to spend time with me and stuff as much as I'm going through these thoughts and these emotions. And I, and I kind of felt that I was like, you know, like you could be tempted to go do other things, but you also got to realize like what you have in life and what you have there. Um, so I thought it was cool. Like it, it's, it's a slapper. It's like a 4.7 on five for me is dope. So, I know that the man said it's not American satire, but I think that the lyric, um, I'm hoping it's going to come true, but there's not a lot I can do. Hey, followed by the da 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 is an interesting commentary on the way a lot of people um, approach their dreams. Like, weirdly, people look at me like, wow, you actually say what you're going to do. And that's honestly high key one of my biggest selling points is apparently like okay we'll we'll try our best to be at one o'clock but we'll be there on sunday doing the review and then we show up you know apparently that type of shit is too much for a lot of people a lot of people out there will remain in the wishing and dreaming phase and they'll dibble and dabble but at the end of the day they're just gonna put blockers in their mind where there's not a lot i can do oh well move on 
And then there is that second verse where I think it tries to make it uh, bigger than just like, oh, my girlfriend's here and I'm not getting none. And oh, wow, those California girls probably be putting out like crazy, especially if all you see is the movies. Right. Because right, that's right, that's right. the reference point. The, um, I, I don't know. He said something in an interview about how he's just thinking about like various stereotypes of America because they hadn't been to America. At this this was like the album they were hoping would blow them up in America, which apparently it did. Um and, uh, you know, having kippers for breakfast because everyone's a millionaire. I'm a winner. I'm a sinner. Do you want my autograph? Like, it's almost like this this fantasy of trying to be what you're seeing on TV, but then relegating it back to your basic ass life and like, oh, there's nothing I can do. Chances are, my mans, wash the dishes, broski, clean the fridge. Anytime I ever cleaned the fridge unasked, it was an amazing time. It was that like next sloppy, level shit. Sloppy. Sloppy. Best of shits. Yo, clean the fridge is definitely <laughs> one of the greatest moves. I'm not really down that often. Like it's a Make high a level of effort. But uh, yo, <laughs> I brought it up in one of the tracks. I literally bring it up and then say I'm not actually going to clean the First fridge. First you lose weight, <laughs> then you clean the fridge and you're <laughs> squirting all over. But, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Byers right there. But like end of the day, Yo, it's facts, but like if somebody cleaned your fridge, Olivia, I'm saying you may have a higher level of appreciation than somebody that sits on a couch and doesn't clean the fridge. So if man's is like watching TV, which is kind of implied with the stereotypes and shit and like, you know, but it's also like, bro, I'll be at the lunch table at work listening to motherfuckers talk about how dead ass they don't fucking do no chores. And like those stereotypes that you hear on YouTube where men ain't really contributing to housework, anecdotally, broski, it made me start doing dishes more and shit for how little men's that I worked with in the past actually contribute and shit. So maybe that's why they, the, the hole gets dry because like the labor efforts are split in such a way where lady is too stressed to like relax into a point of lubrication and man's ain't doing no massages or nothing he's just watching tv going la da 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 anyhow any like, fucking how i think that, that was a great fucking little segment i'm not gonna lie that was off the dome there but <laughs> <laughs> sounds of five i don't even know if i like the music that much in terms of my preferences and taste but the composition the way it flows the airy nature of it all and it made me be like, yo, scatting is an underutilized vocal technique in pretty much all genres of fucking music in the modern era. Because, I don't know, when Designer did it, we made fun of him for some reason. But high key is pretty dope. I'm not even going to lie. Like, half that drill, like, sound effects and shit, it's just scatting. And motherfuckers make fun of it. But, like, yo, it's, it's pretty cool when it's done good. That's all I'm trying to say. And I know scatting also means poop, but it also is a musical thing. Who would have thought? Um, anyway, uh, I don't know what else to say about this track, except that like the music kind of reminds me of a carnival of parts. But when I don't hear Travis McCoy fucking rapping, it does make me sad. And it, it's hard for me to go to this version of the song compared to the last version because that's how I got introduced to it. But it is brilliantly done. <laughs> anyway, Oh Darling is next. All right, Chris, what do you think about Oh Darling? I like this. Um, I like this like sense of insecurity and feeling um, not feeling like he's succeeding, whether it be in his career or in his relationship. And he's looking for that reassurance with her. Um, 
And it also feels like maybe he seems like he's fucked up and trying to get back and trying to like fix things. Um, it's a little slower. It wasn't really something that I kind of like was jamming to. Um, I like the change in pace just because it does show diversity within the project. Um, I like the piano. That was really, really cool. I like the change in voice. I think it's like verse two or verse three. Anyway, there's like a little, there's like a higher pitch voice. Um, that's, that, that changes things. And I, and I think it was cool just because like, I wasn't expecting it. Um, and sometimes unexpected things are cool. Um, it was okay. I, it wasn't really one that kind of like stood out to me. I did like how in the outro though, of the song, there was like, he's really reinforcing that he's going to get to her and he's kind of like trying to just show her that he really loves her. Um, but yeah, it's okay. Like it wasn't the top of the top. Um, it was it was like a four. It's like okay, this is good. Um, y'all gotta remember that every human alive has their own subjective tastes when it comes to this shit. And this shit was more like it was not it for me. I feel like everything I heard before this was such brilliance, and then this one came on and it was a little bit snoozy. Is it well made? Yeah. But, like, I had a lot of trouble getting into it. Partly, um, I find the lyrics a little not my cup of tea either. Like, this sounds like a dude who want to smash, who isn't smashing, and is so thirsty about smashing that he be out there saying shit like, I'm going to catch you, lady. Catch you, lady. I'm like, I kind of get how, like, sure, that's how shit may be in love song land. But now it's 2023 and we know things. And that's some weird ass obsessive. And I don't know if it's hot. Maybe some people like that shit. But I'm pretty sure like that kind of energy is frowned upon today. And like you're not necessarily supposed to like. It almost like feels the like behavior. Like it almost feels like he's stalking the chick. <clears throat> like it's weird because like. I feel like the behavior, of course, is very weird. And like, if you and if you think you're gonna today, run, well, you know, I'm gonna be around you, all about you, always by your side. I'm gonna dream about you, scheme that. about you, love you all the time. Like, if I said this to you right now, any person yeah. watching this, man or woman, I just said those words to you, you'd oh kind of be like, holding you're a fucking creep." And Yo, I'm like, boy. and I'm like, yeah, because that's obsessive, broski. That's like, like that kind of weird fabric. And don't get me wrong. Maybe it's satire because again, but they said it's not. So I'm going to assume this is just their attempt at this kind of, oh, I'm really obsessed with you, girl. You got my heart so infatuated. You're all I think about da, 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 da. And I'm like, maybe that's hot. And I'm miss, missing the pulse on this shit. It happens sometimes. People be like, Holden, you're thinking too much about this shit. And I'm like, yeah, but 70s rock guys had a creepy relationship with young women too. So, eh. That's just be. I'm not accusing Super Trump of shit. I'm saying the overall culture of it all was kind of weird. There was like groupie magazines targeting teenagers and shit. There's a lot of weird stuff happening in America back then. That's all I'm trying to say. So hearing these kind of lyrics in my understanding and context of the actual culture of what was associated with this genre of music back in the day, it's a little bit like eesh to me. And it makes it harder for me to get into the song. Maybe that's mad unfair, but it doesn't help that I also am not really feeling the sound. So for me, this one was a hard one to fully like love. It's okay. It just makes me think man's is a little bit obsessive. 
in a not so fun way. I'm gonna give it like a, a 3.75. This is not my favorite one. Sorry if this offends you and this is a song you got married to or some shit. I don't know. It just is what it is for me. <laughs> um, feel free to criticize me in the comments or however it be. I know it. I can feel it in my soul when I'm on certain topics where I'm like, nah, this is not going to hit everyone right. Anyway, I do take the long way home to my points when I describe things and I'm not very like concise. This is Chris, why. Hold on. This, Chris, Chris this takes the long, take way the long way home. If you were on Twitch, you would have heard this song and watched Chris take the long way home in his life. How do you feel about this song? This is why I take the long way home. I want to avoid all the things I got to deal with when I'm at home, like like this, like being attacked on my Sunday stream. What, Chris? You, you pulled the shots out. <laughs> Anyhow, um, y'all could catch us at twitch.tv slash behind that suit where YouTube is not going to mess up our lives on copyright. And then you can hear us and vibe with us Sundays in the afternoon, probably around noon Eastern Standard. But we could start as late as two, depending on how drunk we get the night before. Moving back into the show, Chris, tell us about how you feel on this um, song. I like this song. I mean, I, I really, I really like this song. I kind of really resonate it with with it when you're feeling in like just in life when shit's really going really, really kind of down the drain. You're not really feeling respected, loved, and you're just kind of trying to figure out where you're where you're at in life. Sometimes you just gotta take the scenic route, bro. You just gotta like take the long way home and and think and like just process what's ever happening. Um, I like how he goes, so you think you're Romeo, you're playing a part in a picture show, we'll take the long way home, take the long way home, kind of ensuing like, you think you're the main character and what's happening and you think you're this like lover boy, whatever, but go take a walk, go, go, go process your thoughts. And it's just like, man, that why? Hit, like, cause you're a joke of the neighborhood. Why should yeah. you care if you're feeling good? No one care about you, motherfucker. You joke of the hood. Yo, that's like a hard it's, slap is what I'm trying to say. Like sometimes yeah. them simple, nice people words is fucking hitting harder than the harsh words. I mean, look, even the chorus, there are times that you feel you're a part of the scenery. All the greenery is coming down, boy. And then your wife seems to think you're part of the furniture. Oh, it's peculiar. She used to be so nice. And but then you stop then... eating pussy and you just sat on the couch and watched TV. <laughs> I mean, or, you know, life changed and... You know, she just became mean. Or I don't even think it's that. Truly, I think it's like I was just in, tying in it into our the, the other song. For sure, for sure. But I think like in the concept of the album, there is this like you're on this journey, you're becoming famous, you're traveling, you're living this life, and you're kind of dealing with this situation where your wife is now what I kind of what I think is like she's being impacted from like your life. And you are now having to deal with these results where she may be, because it seems like she's not really treating him well. Uh, when lovely days turn into lonely nights, you take a trip to the city lights and take a, and take the long way home. Uh, like, it seems like she may not be treating him well or may not be, like, loving him. Hey, we got a bit. Shit, I don't even remember the last time we got a bit. Thanks, Olivia. Hey. Um... And it's just like, it's it's really, I think everyone can kind of relate to this on the sense of like, you just need to be alone and you want to just avoid the situations when you go home, whatever your situation is, whether you live with people, with somebody, or like even just by yourself, sometimes it's like, 
the place that you call home is probably the scariest place. And I really relate to that a lot. And I think that there is like, this song is just really great. And the way that they take you out of the song and kind of give you that space with the, uh, with the music to just blow with it is also really, really good. But I, I do like how there's this constant theme of like trying to figure out how to manage both the, the, the life he's living and his like personal love life. Um, like this was to to me, this was like a like a four point seven again. Like this was mm. up there. Like I feel like the long way home could also be like hitting the massage parlor. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, strip, strip club, club after mistress's crib, you know, one of them things. Mm. Um, you know, you're out there doing it like that. And then everybody knows what you're doing. And you don't really care because you're feeling good. You're out there smashing, doing your thing. Maybe you're a player or whatever. And it does a little bit feel like, you know, those more pure times of nuclear familyness, of like good civilized behavior and shit, but fair. Um, I guess it is a bit of a criticism of living the fast life in that regard and you know, being out there with looser women and not settling down. And then you get to the later phases of life where you realize maybe you should have invested more in having people around you when you're old and shit and like not, you know, chasing tail the whole time. And as much as it might come off weird, a lot of old people who are big time players um, do lament on that one fact that they kind of wish all things considered that they had tried to pursue a partner earlier than old as fucking unavailable and shit. Not everyone's going to be a Leonardo DiCaprio is what I'm saying. I do um, think there is also an aspect of more just this might still be with a wife because even in chorus too, it's like, and when you're on top of the stage, uh, it's so unbelievable. Oh, unforgettable how they adore you. But then your wife seems to think you're losing your sanity. Yeah. I mean, there's also probably just like trying to live with both versions of life. Like I'm not going to act like I'm anything, but you know, going to a cannabis cup, doing mushrooms, having a whole vibe, you know, you're out there as a rapper, this, that, the next thing. And then you come back to like, I work in an office. <laughs> like it's going to take the long way home sometimes. Cause you're trying to pursue some shit. But I can and also could. see the other side too, where like if you are in like relationships and you've been like heavily committed through the process of like, let's say for my life example, it's like I'm in a relationship trying to figure out how to like be a rapper and stuff and do all these things. And then once like I start going out and I start getting different types of like attention, uh, you know, comments, this, that, whatever, that could also play into like how yeah, I'm but feeling then in my like, life. You never see what you want to see forever playing to the gallery, you know, then right. it's like, okay, so does that mean that this shit is more like, you suck at this shit, you're on pipe dreamland, you out there like, rapping at Blue Dog, if you in Montreal, you know what I'm saying, your whole life and you never elevate, um, no, I love to Blue Dog, we still shit. rapping at Blue Dog, shit. but like, but like, <laughs> no, check it, you got the I wife feel, and feel. kids now, and like mm. you really trying to push this shit mm. and like that's really all it is like no disrespect to nobody we all building mm -hmm. and doing our thing but mm -hmm. in the context of where i could see how you're feeling this is worth it and the people around you are kind of goofing on your lifestyle i mean i'm a 35 year old that does mushrooms so 
I mean, I mean the other side too. To be fair, mushrooms like, got hella cool lately, so like it's not even a sh- it's like like not even saying anything to do it. Like they just got um, really cool all of a sudden, but you know, to a certain crowd, it's not cool, I guess. Anyway, but I could also see how like maybe even with that um like questioning if things are real or not, it's like the attention you get at home with your wife and kids or even just like the person you live with right like that's a specific type of attention that's a specific type of connection and bond you have right and then you start like feeding off of this like other ego driven attention you're getting from like other people and shit and like that could also be what he's questioning too like you're starting to feel like oh this whatever groupie or this this woman you met in my case right is like oh maybe she really does love me but it's really just based off like the fame of it the atmosphere the vibe like this the thing isn't is, really is it's true not connection. like like it could be about that but it could just be yeah. about and i like the way they write it like that where you're kind of left with it could be about shit but mm-hmm. it could also not be about a woman and more just like yo know, ignoring your family to go pursue it mm-hmm. like imagine touring when you're 47 and you're breaking even and like it's not crazy money and you're missing your whole fucking kid's life and you miss the high school graduation because you're in like kitchener doing no disrespect to kitchener but like you're just out there and you're not at home with your kid and you're playing at some mid-level place <clears throat> i mean like, like it's not even that like you could also sometimes this is like a good version of the story because you're not even in your city in that version you're doing okay if you're not in your city i mean unless I you're from kitchener off that like like even sometimes maybe not my wife or anything but like my moms my families they're having like family family events and they're like yo are you free on this day and it's like i can't like i gotta either perform or i gotta prep a a whole lot of shit for this and that still applies like that's still that may not be like your direct whatever but that's still like people that you know like sometimes you just gotta really take the long way home and dead ass though I don't know if I'm making this up, but I feel like I have vivid memories of being in the car and my parents, I guess my mom bumped this too, but I seem to remember my dad and like this song would be on and they'd just be singing it along, but just really you took the long way home. And I can remember being like, oh, we're on the long way home. Ha ha, this is the perfect song for it. And I don't know if I'm making that memory up or not, but it feels like some shit my dad would do. And like, like the kind of shit where like every time he took the long way home for like six months, he would play that shit. Like that's the kind of vibe he would be. So like, I feel like I didn't know this song until I heard, you took the long way. And I'm like, oh, say word. I really do know this song. I heard this song a whole lot when I was little. Crazy but to it's think pretty how good. Like, music impacts, like, how they have that, how music just has that control over you. And you end up just doing things But another like, of the song. Ooh, another interesting yeah. point on a songwriting perspective, right? Because we'd be doing the rap shit. And one of the things rappers like to do when they're amateurs is avoid repetition of any capacity because they don't know how to write in a way to, like, repeat shit. And they look at it like weak sauce. But then you look at, like, bangers that, like, last the time. And, like, how much of this song is honestly... You took the long way home. You don't even want it to be more. You're kind of looking forward to when he says it again because you don't know if you want to sing along to the rest of it. You're comfortable just singing it. You could picture the live show. They don't even need to say that lyric. They probably don't even need to sing. They could probably just shut the fuck up and the crowd carries the whole song. And Which honestly, I think is part of it. That's like, hard. Like, it's hard. And I feel like, yeah, because this is their sixth studio album, I believe Wikipedia told me. So if I'm wrong, that's what my memory told me from Wikipedia. Anyway, uh, I it's like a five. It's a really cool song. Is it my favorite, like preference wise? Nah, but like, yeah, it's a pretty good song. Like it feels like 
nobody's going to be mad at you for putting this shit on unless they really got a bone to pick with Super Tramp. One, one last thing. I like how it says, I, and I didn't, I like how it says you took the long way home, not I took. Like, yeah, because like, he's talking he's about taking, like you. Yeah, it's not him. Yeah, he's yeah. like, it's like that Sam Smith song, like the mommy don't know, daddy's getting right. hot. That's Sam right. Smith or whatever talking about next man's. He's not doing it. He's judging next man's for doing it. No, it's basically I, I, like it kind of reminded me of that track a little bit. I agree. I just I think it was cool because it's like sometimes like for me personally, it's like sometimes I like talk to myself and like how I do certain shit and how I live life. And when he's like, "You took the long way home," it's like so I, maybe I'm projecting my you know, own. Chris be walking like, like a two hour walk when he could take the bus. He quite literally will take the long way home. Yeah, I bro, people who know me know me. They're like, "You're taking the bus from Von Dome," and I'm like, "No, I'm walking." Twenty minutes. That's not a bad walk. I've seen him walk two and a half hours. <laughs> I walked home from Blue Dog. Two and a half hours. He's like, no, nah, it's this. I'm like, no, it's not, bro. There's this many kilometers. You guys are all exaggerating on your bro, fucking I was, walking speeds. Yo, not trying to brag, but like, if you're three, if you're three monsters deep and you're drunk, three, two hour walk home is chill. Like, that's a good way to like go to bed after. Fair. I I'm not ever habit. three monsters deep. I just, I'm not, I'm not that caffeinated at that time of night. If anything, I'm taking naps and shit and trying to avoid coffee at that point. Maybe I should drink coffee more. I don't know where I'm going with this. Lord, is it mine? Lord, is it mine? I'm just going to get this out of the way. not like an Uber. Chris is like, I'll like this song. That's an I'll like this song if I ever heard anything from Chris. Um, it's just not for me. It's really slow. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's just like. Oh man, I'm I'm okay. I need to change this. It's not really hitting. Um, it's good though. Like like as as produced, written, composed, and, and all of that. It's like really really good, and I like appreciate it. And it's okay. This is great. That's not for me. This is just not for me. Um. So yeah, that's that's it. I'm just gonna get that out of the way. Um. Yeah, it's cool. I gave it like I gave it like a four on five because it's really good. I just. I don't have anything to say. He's like, it's really good. Don't beat me up, Super Trap fans. I don't like this song. <laughs> um, ah. Basically, this song, when I first heard it, I was picturing a meeting where they're like, yo, you need something for the bitches. And this is the For the Bitches song. Like, I don't know how else to put it. It feels so like, like that to me. I could be like, off. Y'all could say what you want about it. But, like, it's some soft shit. I could picture some slow dancing going down. Now it's when you snuggle up. It's, you know, all the little lighters come up. It's more romantic in the room. And just the sounds of it. Even though the song is just, like, really, like, this bleak fucking expression of, like, trying to find niceness in it. Like, it's really not romantic lyrically at all. That's just the vibe I pictured on the sound, okay? I also felt this one super hard to get into, so my bad if I'm being disrespectful, but, like, it just seems so airy, like, fake philosophical, like, the kind of shit you would spit mad game at a girl to try to get her to think you're deeper than you is. Like, that's what this whole song feels to me. Like, if only I could find a way to feel your sweetness through the day, the love that... It is romantic-y. What the fuck is wrong with me? Anyway, I'm done trying to go on this one. I didn't have that much of an interest. I didn't try very hard. It felt like some wishy-washy shit that they, like, threw on the album to, like, balance it out and make sure they had a track for this demo. That was my feeling on it. 
I don't know if I'm off. Maybe they like the rest of their fucking catalog sounds like this. I don't know. I just know that this one felt more contrived and less interesting than most of the other ones I heard. And maybe it's just because the vibe isn't for me neither, Chris. Maybe it's just what it is. Chris was nicer. I feel like I was meaner. I'm sorry, Super Tramp fans. If this is like your wedding song or shit, my bad, everyone. Um, but like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's some shit you get married to or some shit. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to just keep rambling because otherwise I'll be just another nervous wreck. Yeah, we did blitz through it that fast. All right, Chris, how do you feel about just another nervous wreck? Um, I like I like that we got back up onto like this upbeat pace. It just had more vibe to it, more energy. So that was cool. Had me bopping through when I was listening to it. Um. But I like this idea of like admitting he needs help, admitting he feels alone. And I, again, it's this parallel of like trying to deal with like people and how to deal with like the, the situation, right? Like yeah, the way he starts off, I'm feeling so alone now. They cut the telephone. Uh, uh, yeah, my life is just a mess. And just even with those couple of lines, it's like the 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 rawness and purity of what he's saying is just like okay i can feel that like especially when the phone doesn't work and you're trying to reach out and you feel like you have no like capability it's like bro our phones die now and we feel like we cannot communicate and we live in a world where we've got like you can just ask bro, or we whatever, have battery right? packs now what are you saying your phone don't die well, there's that i mean bro people's phones still die that's no, i hear you I'm, i mean i left my battery <laughs> pack at the bar last night i was i was sad um but then it's just the way he continues i threw it all away now i could have made a fortune i lost the craving for success and it's like man like i may not understand it to where he was at maybe he's like super successful and then like he kind of threw it away but even just on the journey of trying to be successful you get these times where it's like yo i've done all this work and it's not working and i don't know if i can go on like, I don't know if I can continue and you need somebody to kind of be that like shoulder you can lean on and like, yo, you got this, like, it's going to work. We're working towards it and, and just keep going. So I did relate to that. Um, it's cool. Like, I enjoyed it. it. It's a lot at this point. I'm kind of like, all right, I'm, at, I'm getting to that point where I'm feeling a little bit drained with the project, but I do like how we came back with more energy um, from the last one and it, it's it's just dope it's dope it's just another four on five to me like it, it doesn't have anything less than what we've been getting it doesn't have anything so much more but it's just right there it sounds great and, it, and it's got everything you're you're looking for so far so four on five it was a cool song like i feel like earlier on the album there was like more optimism and shit and this one is taking like like a different kind of tone on it it's like you're going through life and all you're kind of left with is this, like, looking back at, like, every choice you made wrong. And it's almost like like this perspective of trying to balance and reconcile where you're at today with where you could have been and should have been. And how, like, you know, at a certain point, especially I find in your 30s, it happens to everybody. You start to really can realize, I guess, how not special you are ever going to be. Not that you are, but, like... You're probably never going to be, like, remembered generations from now, no matter what you accomplish today, which is, like, I know a super big thing to say, but it's also, like, a kind of facts thing, too. And then, you know, as you're trying to balance through it, like, I think, like, lines, like, while in the mirror she admires a brand new dress, it's almost like 
you pursue everything, but it's never really going to be enough for everybody. There's always going to be like somebody looking at the next thing, or especially if you're chasing something like this entertainment game, right? Like, yo, I could get my moment, but it's going to be over fast because, you know, like you're just going to have to kind of always get used to this considering what could have been mentality, I guess, and learn how to beat it in a sense. But this song really like plays with that a lot. Like so much for liberation. They'll have a celebration. Yeah. I've been under too much stress. Like, Bro, that could be like half the conversations we dead ass have, you know, just kind of again boiled down into like three concise lines. Then this like almost erratic, don't give a damn, fight while you can, kill, shoot them up. They'll they'll run amok, shout Judas loud, they'll hear a soldier, sailor, who's your tailor? This reminds me of people's um, anti-government sentiment when like you're young and it's like you have to fight while you still have the energy to do it and whatever and then you find out everyone and the systems betrayed you so you start calling it out and we'll get louder we'll we'll figure it out you know and then everyone's now a nervous wreck and it's an interesting like idea to me and then it's like watching people change or like how that person as they get older and this i used to think she was so nimble i would have bought her as a symbol but now i can't afford the pen to sign her checks so it's like Maybe this is the idea of freedom or people used to glamorize. And then at the end of the day, they're killing it. They're whoever they are. And you're just kind of where you're at, like looking at this whole situation and everything just kind of gets bleak and shit. And I'm like, man, this is an interesting like look at a lot of things. I think that ended up really playing out for a lot of people trying to like deal with life in the lower ends of society, trying to like manage it all make sense of it all and cope as a community and it's like that's the ending point of the song and i'm like damn i guess that's really what it'd be like in life that's a pretty interesting synopsis of how a lot of people at least in the american culture live so i thought that was mad interesting or at least the western world um i like the upbeat nature of it i think it's again earwormy it's got all kinds of catchy hooks and shit built into it um I'm going to give it a 4.5. It's like a good song. I agree with Chris. This deep in, I'm not sure it's like reinventing the wheel, but lyrically, I feel like it does. And that really makes up for like maybe sonically feeling a little bit like what I heard before on the project. Anyway, as you can tell, we mad into casual conversations. Okay, go, 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 go. Man. So like this, this one's really, this one's like one of those soft touchy emotional chris chromey ones for me and i really felt like i felt like he's trying to just have a conversation to figure out what's gonna happen next with this person um whether it be like an actual person or maybe it's like a metaphor for like the life he's living and he's just kind of talking to it but it's just like you know the way it starts it doesn't matter what I say. You never listen anyway. Just don't know what you're looking for. And I've, like, I've been in that situation so many times where I'm just trying to figure out like how I can I can be whatever better or change for whatever it is I'm trying to like impress or or, or connect with. And it's just, man, imagination's all I have. But even then, you say it's bad. Can't just just can't see why we disagree. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's some that's some real shit. This is that's this is the shit you think of when you're Man. on the long way home, and then like you get that's home, facts. 
you get home and you're and like, you have well, the conversation. Wait, you shouldn't uh, have taken the then, long way home. You left me to go fucking clean the dishes. <laughs> like, I Chris respond is, with emote imaginations all I have, but even then you say it's bad. That's my rebuttal to the dishes. I imagine myself washing the dishes. Isn't that good enough? I put the mental and emotional labor into visualizing the act. (laughs) All I I want is casual conversations. That's all I want. But they just bore me. And and I could go this all day. Anyway, it's just, it's real shit. It's real shit. Like, Chris is saying, the, the, I never felt anybody write about me so vividly before. <laughs> no, but like, yo, verse three in the beginning. You try to make me feel so small until there's nothing left at all. I go on just hoping that we all, that we'll get along. And I'm just like, bro, this is so simple and basic, but it's just so real. Like, there's it's no just so like, communication left these between are, us. These... But is it me or you who is to blame? There's nothing I can do. Yes, you're fading out of view. Don't like just the anxiety ridden through this, like, like seamlessly. There's like you can hear the anxiety and you can hear the disconnect while like the, like he wants to have this conversation and while he's trying to like address this. It's like, ah oh, man, this is this is this was like a four on seven. N- nothing got a five on five to me, just to be fair. But this is like another four point seven on five. This is I mean, really really good. <clears throat> I feel like this is the point where a man's is like broken inside and like. You know, you have your honeymoon period and everything's exciting. And then maybe all of a sudden you get a little more boring. Or maybe you're the asshole and they're more boring to you. And you forget that everybody's boring and you're supposed to listen anyway. And um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just like trying to cope with, like, this depressing state in life. It feels like he's really in one of them funks. And I think it's really communicated well, like... His lack of interest is conveyed in the tone, which made me have a lot of lack of interest in the song. But, like, from an art point of view, it's actually really well done. Um, I think it feels like the end of a relationship or a circumstance, like something. It's just like you don't have the will left to fight. You're just thinking about all these things you feel related to it. You don't, it's not worth it no more. And then you kind of realize, like, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad this is done. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's how non-glamorous it really is at the end of the day when you finally get to these points of acceptance and shit. Like, sometimes I feel like we build it all up, but really it's like, huh, I guess I'm glad now. And that that's the moment it's over, you know? Just this little simple epiphany you may have after this it's deep like, sense of thoughts. And I'm like, that's really cool. Like, chasing happiness, right? And I think that's part of it is, like, we go into relationships, in my opinion, uh, the way I'm interpreting the song, or even like we chase certain dreams and goals because we want to be happy. We want to be successful. We want this shit to work out. We want it to, to to feel like we've accomplished stuff. And I think that like once you get to that part, when in whatever it may be, and you you start to really get come to terms with like, okay, this isn't working. I think the happiness comes with understanding and accepting that like, oh shit, like if we stayed together or if I still continued on this path, like I'm just never going to be happy. So I'm, I'm happy or I'm glad that like my 
my my path to find happiness is part like this is part of it this this ending part this ending chapter this closing of the book and this part is part of me getting happiness and i'm sorry for losing part so many times happiness it's a wonderful thing um child division is the last track on this album hey chris what do you think of child division mr child division that's right i called you a child division motherfucker what are you gonna I, say about it i kind of i kind of don't get it i'm having one of those chris crow moments where i'm just like i, I don't think i get the song like it's dope it's great like it's a whole trip yo it's i fine. dead ass i might be wrong but it, it kind of feels like again a criticism on that like rock star life shit, or like you're trying to make music and you're trying to be out there. Well, who do you think you're fooling? You say you're having fun, but you're busy going nowhere, just lying in the sun. Like, you could argue that spending as much time as I do in bars at this age of my life, you know, it's all perspectives, right? But like, some people may view that as a complete waste when I could be doing a whole bunch of other shit. Um, a baby making song i mean i would agree i was gonna i was but, gonna agree with that too like just the whole last part the last four minutes of this I song i suppose you're fucking to that but that wasn't even my first thought uh <laughs> you tried to be a hero commit the perfect crime but the dollar got you dancing you're running out of time so like you know you're trying to be your noble 21 year old self representing the causes your music's pure then all of a sudden you're 35 hustling pickle merch trying to be like chasing dollars running out of time you know, I felt attacked is what I'm trying to say. Um, you're messing up the water. You're rolling in the wine. You're poisoning your body. Oh, shit. I'll be smoking weed and shit. <laughs> uh, you're poisoning your mind. We out there doing it. And you gave me Coca-Cola and all this other cultural shit. Like, what are we really advocating? And then people criticizing the lifestyles that you live. So, like, people be like, yo, you be smoking weed and doing this, that, the next thing. It's not that different. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then... There's more to this life. It's time we did something right. Child of vision. So a child of vision, you can interpret that as somebody that's like constantly like living in their dreams or trying to like focus on their like shits. You could call it a hustler in our mentality. But arguably in another perspective, you chasing pipe dreams and wasting your motherfucking life. Won't you listen? Find yourself a new ambition. You know what I'm saying? Um, I heard it all before. You're saying nothing new. You know, like you, you listen to people when they talk about your art, especially when you were a songwriter. It's, this hit personal. I thought I saw a rainbow, but I guess it wasn't true. Like your dreams is pointless. Like everything isn't real. And then it almost feels like this next part is like responding. You cannot make me listen. I cannot make you hear. You'll find your way to heaven. I'll meet you when you're there. So it's like, okay, we had this, this impasse of shit. And um, I guess I'll see you when you fucking die in heaven. Like, fuck you. That's what I took from that part. And then, you know, the end part is we have no reason to fight because we both know that we're right. Child division, once you listen, find yourself a new ambition, which is a bit interesting because it kind of flips it and has this, like, listen, you live your life the way you want. I live how I want. We're both right to ourselves. It doesn't matter, but won't you listen, you know? And maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I took this song. And then four minutes of drugs and sex in the middle via the music. So, you know, that's what it kind of came off as. It's a... It's long. This will highly depend on my mood. At the end of an album review live stream, I'm a little like, motherfucking, this is a long song. In a nice vibe when I'm not in that moment, it's pretty cool. I really enjoyed listening to it when I was more active. Um, I think I was walking around or something the first time I heard it. And I feel like this is a, this song in itself, like, 
I could see how you're fucking to it, actually. I'm just being active. I could see how you're getting to that point. Um, but it's also just such an interesting look at how forever people and arts and shit are just struggling with trying to be themselves in a system that really is built at breaking down your fucking ego and making you feel like the nothing that you are in this music game. So I thought that was really cool. Um, the intro is hard as fuck. It feels like life. The intro comes in on some like, yo, this is the end of the album. We go in. Uh, I go to 4.75. It's a pretty cool song. Um, Chris, what do you think about the album as a whole? As a whole? I yeah. like it. Um, I think like, I think it's actually really good. Uh, production wise, com- composing and just the, the way that the sounds flow from track to track are really good. Um, I like the consistency in the theme. I think that they did really well at like showing you the, the the both sides of like living this famous life and how to live with like normal life and and maintain both things. So that was really cool. Um, I like the just the diversity and the talent, like just the singing, the the different types of schemes they were using, the different flows. Essentially, they were using. Um, I like how they like switched up their voices for certain parts and had like just different effects and every song also as much as some songs i may not have liked or may not have been for me i feel like individually came with their own their own atmosphere like if any Mm. of these songs individually would have came on i I don't think i would need the full project to really be into it i think i could actually just kind of get into it solo so i do think that that also is really except for like the ones you don't like yeah i mean like yeah those ones wouldn't help you get into the album i think Probably not, but, like, I don't think... I think they still have that same ability to just be, like, I'm not going to tell somebody to turn it off. I'm not going to completely, like, Bro, change it. if like, somebody... I, if that, I think it's Old Darling was the slow shitty one. If that shit came on, I would hit next. <clears throat> I mean, it depends, bro. Like, if I'm sitting there and I'm having a couple of drinks that, and Old Darling comes me. on and, like, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with the girl. Bro, the last like, thing I want... Bro, I will be going on some Latin shit at that point. Like, we moving on from this. Listen, listen, I guess we work in different ways. I want to I'm touch not, your I'm soul. Not. I want to touch your soul before I touch you. I mean, sure. Sure. <laughs> um, um, I, I ended up giving the album. What's my, up, like, Pixie? It's good seeing like you. 4.2 on 5 is where I'm leaving it at. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, this album is a classic. Why? Because my moms and everybody else from back then probably still bump this shit to this day. It got hella reactions on Facebook from people of all age groups. It's undeniably a classic. And then arguably listening to this shit, it's like, yeah, it's like 10 unique songs that flow together in a way that comments on a theme. Whether or not it was intentional or not, I think they made a good satirical piece talk, looking at america from the perspective of hollywood in a sense and a lot of the ideas seem to kind of stem from that chase and exploring those things this like pursuit of happiness but in the hollywood kind of way or like the way we chase in our music slash podcasting shit the way we chase and not chase so like content wise i felt myself really connecting to a lot of things on this album and really impressed with how so many of the lyrics that were written like dead ass almost 10 years before i was born are like conversations gen z is just discovering on tiktok and how like it was a really big ain't shit changed moment you know like it's 
those kinds of things I think are important and aren't explored enough in our current like way we have bigger social issues because I think you know we're really bad at speaking to people in the next generation especially as they get older and kind of more okay boomer with their shit so like seeing this and just picturing like a bunch of people in their 20s rocking out to this it's like oh say where that's just us but then and then everybody sells the fuck out at one point when you realize you gotta pay rent and shit so yeah take care Olivia it was nice coming through remember y'all y'all can catch this live at twitch.tv slash behind that suit in the future and you can hear the music we can't put that on YouTube um so it's really like a crazy cool album like it has bangers it has songs that like honestly like who doesn't know the logical song clearly it gets used in a lot of pop culture like movies reference this shit like it has undeniable influence on honestly i feel like it has these musical qualities to it in a progressive rock kind of way where a lot of us would benefit from at least bumping more of this sound if we're really trying to like tap into a broader spectrum of art creation it's a cool like if you're an artist you should probably bump this shit so you could get some inspiration album i would put it in that world heavy because it's it's really interesting anyway all that to say good album this was a good time thanks lindell for the recommendation if you want to be like lindell and do recommendations patreon.com slash behind that suit if you don't want to be like Lindell and you want to do like the more free version, like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, put us on blast, make reaction videos on TikTok, call us out, have fun with this, use our content wherever you want, just credit us so we get that like, you know, trickle traffic back and shit. Um, anyways, it'll be all over. We appreciate you for real. We are on Spotify and shit if that's really where you want to bump it to um follow us on socials all the links in the belows and all that good stuff um i'm gonna put that in the twitch chat now so that you can see it um and overall i hope that we gave you a pleasant experience super tramp fan base live long and prosper everyone hey. and